Welcome to Bon Jovi Discussions. Today, I have my buddy, Ross, all the way from UK, who is staying up late tonight to do this with me. Thanks, buddy. How you no doing? Problem. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you again for uh, staying up to do this. But anyway, so we are going to talk about this incredible album, which is actually my second favorite Bon Jovi album. Uh, it's obviously the band's 10th studio album. Uh, it was the first album to debut at number one, actually, on the first day. Um, and it was produced by John Shanks, Desmond Child, and I think Dan Huff also did a little bit of producing on it as well. Uh, it was recorded at Blackbird Studios in Nashville, and then it was recorded and mixed over in L.A., all of Hollywood. Um, I actually went to uh, Blackbird Studios last year. We went to Nashville for vacation, and I knew that this was recorded there, so we actually stopped over there. Uh, to see the studio and it's like this really small studio it's amazing the band actually went there to record it but it's a cool looking studio but it looks like it's like a studio for like up and coming bands so that was interesting let's uh well before we get to the album cover it was also written and recorded right after the have a nice day tour i think the tour ended i think in july for have a nice day of 06 yeah, and yeah. the band was writing recording in september so, um, and then John pulled back the album in early 2007. I think he wrote, if I remember correctly, I think he wrote four or five more songs and only two of those made the album. Yeah, yeah, there were a couple. Uh, I know of a couple that um, he added late, didn't he? That he right. Do you know what those two were? Because I, I can't remember. Was, um, I think one of them was Whole Lot of Leaving. I think you're right. And then the second one, I think, was Any Other Day? Possibly. I, I'm not sure. I know. I know. I, th I think I know it was one was Whole Lot of Leaving, but I'm not sure on the other. Yeah. It's a good. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, and obviously it's, it's country influence. So uh, this became because of the success of Who's Age You Can't Go Home featuring Jennifer Nettles, which you know, yeah. Bon Jovi is the very first band, rock band to have a number one country hit. Yeah. And so, you know, it was funny when I, I remember when John was doing interviews, um, when he was starting to announce about how you're writing a new album, it was going to be country influenced. I rem I don't know what your reaction was, but I remember like, I was like freaking, I was like, what, they're going country? What? You know, I'm not a big country fan to begin with. I appreciate the music, but I'm not a fan of country music. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be the first time I, I cannot... I won't be able to stand. It's actually my second favorite album. So I don't think it went really country. I think it just had a little bit of twang. And, you know, I think the lyrics were the songwriter was the biggest part of being country influenced. You know, that yeah. style of, of yeah. storytelling. Yeah, I, I think John, John's described it as a, as a Bon Jovi album with Nashville influence, hasn't he? It's not an out and out country album, but I think at yeah. the time, I think at the time it was probably a natural progression for them to do that as you say because of who, who says you can't go home and the success of that song it sort of made sense and, and i quite like experimentation so yeah. um I, I was i was sort of thinking well i mean to be fair i wasn't thinking at the time because i only actually became a fan just after this album okay which is which is a bit strange because obviously i knew the big bon jovi songs um you know you're living on a prayers you're it's my life that kind of thing and um, as I slowly got into them, I, I got into them around the time they were on the tour for this album. So okay. I was watching 
on YouTube and bits and pieces. And it didn't bother me at all that, that their sound had changed. Um, I just, I like the experimentation. So it, it didn't bother me too much. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so it's, okay. Um, and then, um, you know, a lot of this album too, John had expressed in interviews that it was a lot about artistic freedom. And then he did mention about how he, he was kind of writing about Richie's and David's divorce that yeah. they both had gone through. And when you listen to some of these songs, which we'll get into, you can kind of tell. Yeah. But um, this album was also not, I'm trying to remember what it was nominated for. I think it was Best Pop Vocal Album in 2008. I can't, I think that was it. And, but it didn't yeah. win, unfortunately. But I remember watching the awards, hoping that they would win, and they didn't. But it is what it is. But uh, let's go and talk about the amazing album cover because because it is so. I I love how simple it is, but yet it's so cool. You know, this is like one of those albums that when I go on a road trip or on vacation, I put this on just because it, it, it's like a in a way a road trip album. Yeah, it's a good it's a good driving album. <laughs> Yeah, it is. You know, I, I love how you know it has uh, John sunglasses, a map, and and yeah. just you know showing where the band was going. I guess. Um, what, what do you think of the album cover? I, I think it's all right. I think it's a, it's it's. Um, I mean, John said multiple times that he sort of wanted to stop putting his face on the albums because everything's reduced to a little square on on iTunes and and that kind uh -huh. of thing. Yep. Uh, I mean, he's, he's sort of gone. He's sort of gone back on that with 2020, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think it, I think it's cool. I think it's representative of the album. You know, Lost Highway. That that's essentially what the picture is. It's it's a it's a road that's going to an unknown destination, isn't it? So it's it's yep. it's, it's fitting. It sure is. Yeah. And uh, another another notable things that need to be mentioned about how great the promo the, the promo for this album was just incredible because i remember they premiered you want to make a memory and i think april and then the you want to make memory single came out in may then the album came out in june but like the promo was so good like they were doing american idol yeah. you know that episode where john and david did american idol and like six yeah since and that yeah the, and the, it was bon jovi week wasn't it so yeah. they, they they were with the contestants and, and went through all the different songs. And that, that was cool to see. That's cool to see yeah. them sat down, sort of breaking down the songs and, and coming up with different ways of doing it. I think the You Give Love a Bad Name version that, that one of the contestants did was really off the wall, you know, kind of strange. So it was a cool, it's a cool period for them. Good yeah, promo. You know, it's funny you mentioned Bad Name because I did, he did like what, like a, like a beatbox or something like that. <laughs> Yeah. The one performance I thought was really cool, though, was the this which I was surprised that that was one of the songs because when that came out, I was like, oh, they're just going to do a bunch of the hits that we all know, and I was so surprised to see this ain't a love song on that. The one woman did I can't remember her name, but she did it, and I was like, yeah. yes, like she is my favorite, and I actually voted for her just because she picked this ain't a love song. I'm not sure. Did they get to pick their own song? I'm guessing that it's a it's yeah. a. It's it's mass-produced show, I suppose. So there's some element of guidance, but um, yeah, they got to pick it, and then they got to sit in a room with John and David and rehearse yeah. the song and stuff, and then they made it into their own, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Do you also remember Unplugged that they did the Unplugged concert? It was the acoustic concert they did for MTV, VH1, and CMT. We, uh, yes, vaguely. Um, all right, my I think, friend. I, I think I, met, I didn't see it at the time. I think I've seen it on YouTube since. Yeah, it, it's good. 
And so I remember that that was like a huge thing on on VH1 that week. It, there was a Crossroads that they did with Sugarland. The the Crossroads with Sugarland is amazing. I yeah. I love the show, and it's a shit I can't find it anywhere to rewatch. <laughs> I I have it. I know I have a summer saved in my YouTube. I'll send it to you if I find it. I'm, Crossroads might have been before Lost Highway though. I think it well, was. Yeah. yeah, I think it was. Anyway. And then um, this one, too. Lost Highway, the concert DVD. Yeah, great. I love that. I love, I, that. I, I love that they, because, you know, we'll get to the tour, but, you know, they weren't really going to do a tour for this album, which is weird. There were yeah. just a few, like, ten shows here and there, and, and they performed this in its entirety, and it's good. Another good DVD, too, is uh, the CMT picks, which you got this with, from Walmart if you bought the album. Like, it was like a bundle. But it's... Uh, this has CMT Crossroads on it, actually. Oh. Yeah. So you should look into getting this bad boy. Probably on eBay. A anyway, we're getting sidetracked here. Um, trying to think if there was any other promo. Um, um, I think there was a couple of, I mean, as you mentioned at the start, I'm from the UK. I think um, there was a couple of performances that the band did um of you want to make a memory over here on breakfast television you know sort of um your equivalent of good morning america but over here so good we have good morning britain and, and and that kind of thing um i think they did a performance on there of, of you want to make a memory and there was also a, another chat show performance so they, they were they were around it was you know it was being promoted over here yeah quite a bit you know before the, before the as you said before the album came out Right, because I know like technology, like like today, for example, John was on the One Show and then the Channel Four. Yeah, you know, all this around the world, right? Like I was able to live stream it while it was happening, which is really cool. But back in two thousand eight, you you know, like I wouldn't have been able to see that for maybe two three days later if I was lucky if it got aired to YouTube. Yeah, but thankfully technology today, you're we're able to you know if we have an experience here, you see it. If you guys have one, we see it. You know, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Let's get into the tour. So, like I said, this tour, I remember when the band announced they were just going to do like a 10-show residence, or back up, a 10-night uh, summer no. tour in 2007, and then they were going to do a Greatest Hits tour in 2008, like the best of Bon Jovi. I forget what the name of it was going to be. They didn't release any dates yet, but... Uh, then John turned it into because I think they recorded the DVD, the Lost Highway concert DVD in Chicago, and then John was like, you know, let's do this ten nights at the Prudential Center. So they did, and that was actually the poster behind me is from that show. Amazing, yeah, yeah. little shows. Um, and then I think they they opened the O2 Arena there in June two thousand seven. Yeah. Yeah, they did. They did open. Um, they opened the O2. I mean, they came back, um, didn't they, on the on the tour? So I think they did the O2 show. Um, it's probably one of the first indoor shows they've done in Europe in a long, long time. Yeah. Um, and then they came back and did what was it, six, seven stadiums over here? Um, as I said, as I said earlier, I, I wasn't a, a huge fan at this point. I was only getting into them during this tour. Right. Uh, I'd have probably been just coming out of sort of our what is our high school, which would have, I would have been sixteen at the time. Um, so I, I I didn't have the wherewithal to go and see them on that tour. But oh, you looking, didn't see them all on that one? 
No, the first time I saw them was Circle Tour, mm. um, which, was the, which was at the O2, funnily enough. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, so this, I'm trying to remember, I think this tour hit Asia, North America, obviously, Oceania, Europe, Japan. I can't think, I think that covers it. And then what I really liked about this tour, and I went to these shows, I didn't do Central Park, but the tour uh, ended at Central Park, and I couldn't go to Central Park, but I went to both Madison Square Garden shows, so I think Central so you, Park, like, so are, you, are you at the show that they recorded the live? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I was at that show, and uh, right, right there. That one. Yep. And uh, so... Central Park, I didn't get to go to. That was on July 12th. But I went to the Mass Square Garden shows, 14th and 15th. And best show that I saw on that tour, especially the last night, like John gave his all. And, you know, like we're in a social media world now. But back then, it wasn't really, you really didn't find a lot of info out on social media. And I didn't know that this was going to be a recorded show until we went to the arena. And it's, there's posters everywhere saying that you're going to be recorded, this is being filmed on a DVD, and blah, blah, blah. And then it took like two years for it to come out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 that's one of the first bits of sort of Bon Jovi content I bought was was that DVD. Yeah. Um, as, as a fan at the time, I had sort of the greatest hits, and then I bought, I think I had got Lost Highway, funnily enough, and then The Circle when that came out, but as you say, the DVD took a couple of years to, to come out after it was recorded. Yeah. Um, and I watched, man, I, I watched that on repeat for, yeah. forever, you know. Yeah. And it was cool too with the When We Were Beautiful, which was part of the deluxe edition of The Circle. Yeah. But you got to see kind of behind the scenes of the Lost Highway Tour, which was really cool. And, and to see the, the inner workings of the Central Park, because Central Park was like a nightmare. Yeah. And, yeah. You saw John, you know, go into depth about that, which was pretty cool. One thing I want to mention about my Master of Garden, and I wish they would have put this on DVD. On the second night, they opened up with Glad All Over. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. that's probably the best opener I've ever seen in person at a concert because, like, the, the way they had the stage, John popped out from underneath with stairs. And, you know, Tigers just beating the fuck out of his drum. <laughs> John. And it, it's just, it's magical. You know, if you haven't seen it, watch it on YouTube. Um, one more thing I want to bring up about this uh, tour was this tour is probably the best with openers. Uh, they had, you know, My Chemical Romance, All American Rejects, who I, w I wasn't a fan of either one until I saw them open for Bon Jovi. Same with Daughtry. And then uh, who else? There was Gretchen Wilson. And then I think Big and Rich opened up a couple times too. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Um yeah, they were. They, John was very keen, wasn't he, on promoting um, All American Rejects at the time? They show up at the Unplugged performance, don't they? As yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, they did. They do. It's my life. I think with them. Yeah, and I I completely forgot about that. Yeah, and then Leon Rhymes did Toby and Strangers anymore too on yeah. the which was yeah. But uh, so, any other thoughts on Lost Highway, the album in general, before we get into the tracks? No, um, I mean I, I'm a so I'm a, a a bit of a musician myself, and I like production and things like that. So I found it interesting that they used um, you mentioned at the start Dan Huff, who is a, a I think quite a well-renowned country producer. Oh, um, is it? Okay. Yeah, um, that's only my limited. I'm not a massive country fan myself, but just my limited knowledge. So I, I always find it interesting 
who John chooses to work with, because obviously he's used John Shanks since Have a Nice Day. And for him to have the wherewithal to bring in that country producer as well, just to give them that edge in the genre, um, is always quite interesting. And I think there are certain songs that he produced and John Shanks produced. Um, I think it's sort of like a back and forth. I don't think it's wholly John Shanks and Dan Huff. I think they're, they're separate, some of the songs I think that they produced. Yeah, yeah, because Shanks didn't produce every single song. Yeah. Album, which is different from any other album. But uh, mm. um, so anyway, let's get into uh, the first track, Lost Highway. Uh, it was the second single released. Uh, it was released on, I want to say, September 9th, 2007. One of those. I think it was the 9th. Uh, it was written by John Ritchie and John Shanks. Um, where do we begin? I mean, the, the song is incredible. Obviously, it was. have you ever seen the movie Wild Hogs? I have, yeah, yeah. I bought that movie just because it had Lost Highway in it. And I actually love the movie. It, it's, it's, the song is so fitting for the movie. Yeah. And it's a shame that it doesn't play until the final credits. You know, but they have Wanted Dead or Alive. Wanted Dead or Alive in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And that, that was a surprise. I didn't know that was in there. But uh, one of the things I love about this song is it, 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 it's so good live, but the hey, hey. You know, and then, you know, John's just pounding the hell out of his guitar and then, you know, like, hey, hey. And it's just, I yeah. always thought it was a great opener live. Um, yeah. So what were your thoughts on the song? I think it's a great song. I think it's what probably, it, it, it probably deserves a bit more within the fan base. I think it's a, it's a really great song. The lyrics are, are great. Um, and I think it's, it's a Bon Jovi anthem, isn't it? Even though it has that country twang. Um, it's one of those that they still play today. You know, it's a staple in the set list. Um, and yeah, I think it's I think it's great. I think it's a really good song, and, and it's up there with some of their best. I think. Yeah, you know, and, and the whole meaning behind it, and it really resembles what the album cover is. You know, it's yeah. all about, in my opinion, going to a new place, to the going to the unknown, and and hoping for a better future, and to seeing where that road leads. Mm-hmm. You know, so it has it has a lot of different expressions for the album cover. You know, you like you look at the album cover and it's just like a roadway, but when you listen to the song, which is the track of the album too, is that it's all about going to the unknown, seeing where that road leads. And I think a lot of that that t- that part comes from Richie's divorce because Richie was obviously having a, a tough time, and I think I think Richie really heavily related himself in these songs. I think this is one of them. You know, uh, I think he was on a new journey, and uh, that's my yeah. opinion. I think John John really excels when there's um, uh, John and Richie obviously songwriting. Yeah. I think they really excel when there's something really. I know they talk about writing anthems all the time and writing songs that are universally, you know, it's a universal message. But I think they they quite often excel when it's something quite personal. I think they can re- they're really good at harnessing that. And, and putting it into a song. And I think a lot of this album, as you say, with David and, and Richie's divorce and, and Richie's dad dying as well at the time, um, is really well worked into these songs um, to give them loads of meaning, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, what do you think about the music video? Um, they're in a bar, aren't they? It's, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, it's just a cool video. Um, I, I, I don't think there's any any massive um, overarching messages specifically in the video. I just think it's, it's, it's just quite yeah. cool. Bon Jovi sat in a bar, you know, well, relaxed, playing the tune. 
Yeah, well, you know when they they were promoting Saturn at the time, and I think one of the cars was like a Saturn or something like that. I'm not good with yeah. that car brand, but uh, so that was in the video. But the video really gave the country's vibe, like it, it, it proved that it was like a road trip kind of song, and then uh, a country style song because like the band's like in this country bar and playing, and, stuff, and John's wearing a vest and stuff. Uh, so that was cool. Yeah. Uh, What's your favorite lyric from this song? I like the bridge. Uh, uh, you took mine. Took it. It's your favorite. It, it's great. The the you know Pendra set of lonely soul. Tell this boy which way to go. All that. You got to say the whole thing. Guide the car. You've got the key. Say fair amount of mediocrity. Kicking off the cruise control. I'm turning up the radio. Got just enough religion and half a tank of gas. Come on, let's go. Yeah, that that last bit. I think that last bit's just a perfect sort of, especially yeah. for the build the build up into that last chorus. Yeah, exactly. The echoed vocal, the snare hit from Tico, and then yeah. back into the chorus is it's just great energy. It's, it's great live. It's just great to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go to the next track, "Summertime," and this was released as a single, but only I think only Canada got it. Yeah. And I remember when it happened. And I think it was just a digital single. There wasn't. This is this is the time period like when physical CDs were starting to turn into digital here and there. But you know, Lost Highway, you want to make a memory came out in June. Lost Highway single came out in September. So there wasn't really any room for summertime to be a single. Because here in the states, at least, I don't think it would have been good to release summertime in the fall or December or anything. You know, you'd have to. It's one of those yeah. fun summertime songs, obviously. But I think it would have done very well as a single all around the world. I really do. Yeah. Uh, it, it was written by John Ritchie and John Shanks. Um, one thing that I really love about this song is Tico with the yeah. drums, especially in the beginning. Like, especially when they do the live on the Lost Highway tour, you know, the boom, 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 boom. Yeah, yeah. You know, when he does it in the, in the beginning and then uh, during the bridge right before the final chorus. And uh, so that's that's like my favorite part of this song. Um, another thing is I really like Richie's guitar style. Because I think in this, you're more of a musician than I am. Doesn't Richie, like, he puts something like a tube on his finger or something and goes on the, the neck of the guitar and plays? I don't know what that's called. Uh, it, it would be sl that slide guitar playing. Slide, yeah. Yeah, so, with the it's, it's very country. It's a very country technique. Oh, it is? Okay, so maybe that's why they did for the song, but I love that sound. I, I think it really added to the song. It's the solo, isn't it? The guitar solo part yeah. is, well, is awesome. I also think it's in the intro, too. I've always wondered that, but by listening, I think it's in the intro as well, because he does it in the, on the DVD, but you don't hear it as much on the album. Yeah. So, but I, I'm pretty sure it is. Um, this this is a really fun song to see live. Uh, it was played during the Lost Highway tour. Never again, at, except for the cruise in 2019, the, the uh, European cruise. So I did the first cruise. Yeah. But I did the second cruise. And I didn't. I didn't go, but I've seen the set list, and yeah, they yeah. did do the summertime, which is a, a, a yeah. such a surprise. <laughs> and I could be wrong, but I think it was an opener too, which I think would have been really cool to see. But uh, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and the whole meaning, I think, see, this can be taken in different ways. Obviously, it's a fun summertime, be with your love by your side type song. But, you know, if you listen to like in the first verse, you know, like 
these days life goes like this, wake up, check it out. Something, you know, it's about repeating the same routine every day, trying to get through your day. But what gets you through the day is the love by your side, you know, your significant other or your family or, or whoever, you know, what, what's your interpretation of, of this song? Um, um, I think it's one of those songs that Bon Jovi writes where it's, it's just a, it is one of those universal message songs that I just mentioned. It's one yep. of these, where they're using a metaphor of summertime as, as you say, maybe a, a good relationship or a friendship or whatever it is, um, can be like that summertime feeling. And I suppose it ties into the lost highway, you know, road trip sort of thing. And just having a good time and enjoying life. I think that is the main, the main theme. Yeah, exactly. What's your favorite lyric? Do you have a favorite lyric from this one? I don't specifically have a favorite lyric, but I, I just like the verses. I, I like the, um, sort of the phrasing in the verses quite quick. Um, yeah. you know, uh, almost spoken kind of, um, oh. if, uh, lyrics, which I just think is quite cool. It's quite a little bit different from Bon Jovi. They don't often do that that much you know exactly yeah i like to i can't really pick a favorite lyric but i would say like the first version of these days life goes like this wake up yeah. check it out some list gotta be a little something more than this in the bottom of my coffee cup um but yeah like you said the you, you said it perfectly with the verses so i don't need to repeat it obviously uh next track you want to make a memory this is actually my favorite hit song so yep um this was the very first single released on May 18th, 2007. And I remember when this song debuted because I remember they announced it either on the fan club or on the band's official site, whatever, that they were premiering their new song. And it was like April. And I like to say it was American Idol that they played it. And uh, I remember I, this is back before DVR days, too. So, like, I remember I, I still have it downstairs. I have the VHS tape that I recorded with all the promo from that tour, from that <laughs> album. And I remember I am surprised the tape still works. I probably watched that over and over until it either hit YouTube or the album came out two months later. But um, it's just such a great song. Um, uh and yeah. One thing that I really love about this, obviously the whole song is perfect, you know. But one of my favorite things about this song, though, is John at the end when when he's singing the last memory, and he's holding that note, and Holds it. yep, and yeah. you see it live, and you just see that emotion in his face when he is just—it's incredible. You know, I, I want to hear your take on this song. I mean, there's so much I could say about this. Um, I I love this song as well. I, I think it's a really really great song, and it's I think I've seen them do it live twice. Um, sort of comes in the middle of the set, doesn't it? Quite often, um, and it, it's one of those that Bon Jovi have written a lot of ballads in their time, and I think this one is really really um, sort of to the point. I think it really captures the emotion that they were actually going for. Because it's really simple, you know. It's a really simple song in terms of instrumentation. Um, I think John John makes that joke, doesn't he? About the only reason the guitar is sort of that dun dun dun, dun is because he was sat in a chair holding yep. a guitar, sort of, you know. And it it shows, but I think that's a good thing because it, it really makes you focus on the lyric and yeah, um, the emotion of the song as opposed to some blazing guitar solo. It's just it's just yep. a great song, and and I would quite happily have it in a set list every night when I if I saw. Yeah. 
another thing I love about this song is you don't ever see the band do this. Is the last you know thirty seconds of the song when the band you know playing and then you hear Richie going ooh you know I, I'm not a singer so, you know but you know what I'm talking about. anybody that's watching this would will know that you know but he, they've never done that in a song before and it's such a great way to close the song you know like you just wanted to repeat over you don't want that last second of the song because you just wanted to keep going um, you know so but the whole meaning of the song to me is you know. And I think the video really helped me kind of navigate what the meaning, true meaning of the song was. And I think it's all about looking back, yeah. and and a just looking at looking at it as memory sake, or b wanting to re recreate those memories, wanting to relive those moments with that person. Yeah, you know. Um, we got, obviously we we have to talk about the music video because not only is it my favorite song. It's also my favorite music video too. Not wow. not because it's my favorite song, but it's just it adds so much to the song. You know, I think music videos they really complement a song sometimes, and this is the exact proof of that. Because you know, you, you obviously know throughout the whole video, you know, John is just watching her live her life, and you don't realize it until the very end. Is a he's either a ghost or b he's living in the looking in the past which we'll get to but yeah. it's just me you just see john watching her every everything she's doing getting ready for the party that she goes to at the end and so my favorite part of the video which was when he's standing there and she he thinks that she's coming to him like she sees him and she does it and she walks through him and then you see john turn around and disappear and i'm getting goosebumps just saying it that it's like it is so good and yeah. uh, you know that really added the emotion to the song and i think that's why it became my favorite music video because you, you like i said you either think he's a ghost or he's looking in the past you know obviously he's looking at memories obviously you know and, uh, yeah i think um it's one of their better it's one of their better music videos um and i think that because it, it like you say you don't know whether it is he a ghost is he looking at them is he seeing the past i think they're the best music videos where even though it's sort of it complements the song perfectly it still leaves you having your own interpretation and your own question yeah exactly you know and it, it, it's so sad too because you know you're basically watching him in depressed you know uh, yeah. missing her and you know like when he's like right in front of her touching her and you know i could go on and on i love this song uh let's let's talk about our favorite lyric do you have a favorite lyric on this song uh i like the opening lyrics hello again it's you and me kind of always like it used to be i just like that i think that sets up the song perfectly for yeah. the music video for example it sets up that whole is he, he's probably looking at the past, but is it? You don't know. So I just think it, it sets up the song really well. It's a really good opening. Yep, exactly. Mine would be the second verse. I dug I dug up this old photograph. Look at all that all that hair we had. Bittersweet. Uh, the phone is ringing. I don't ask. The one part I don't, I, maybe it's like a term I've never heard, but do you know what the phone is ringing? I don't want to ask. What does that mean? Like you don't want to answer the phone or you don't want to ask the answer? The, I don't get that. Um, I take that as a, I've always interpreted that lyric as maybe John in this song or the character that he's, he's talking about 
maybe he's more into her than she is to him kind of thing. Okay. So, he's, so he's, he's, he's maybe more enamoured with her than she is with him. Hence why she, he, she walks through him in the end to someone. Oh, you know, to someone the phone is ringing, I don't want to ask. Is, is this the other guy kind of thing? See, I've wondered this for years, and I think you just you stomped it for me. <laughs> now I know. I always wondered that. Now I'm glad you brought that up. You're the man. <laughs> as much as I can keep going, let's go to the next track, A uh, Whole yeah. Lot of Leaving, which is actually, I was surprised that this was the, a single, but it was the fifth and final signal, single for the band, which was released in May 2008, right before the last two months of the tour. It was written by John. Um, live, I have five Bon Jovi songs that I don't really care for. At live, live, it's overplayed. Yeah, a whole lot of leaving is one of those five. And so at a concert, you know, like the first three songs, I'm not really taking many pictures or videos. I'm just kind of enjoying the moment. Whole lot of leaving is the moment where I take out my camera, my phone, take my pictures and do what I want. Because <laughs> it's, it's not that I hate the song. It's, it's an okay song, but it just, everyone has their dislikes. And that's one of them for me is that song. I, I think I, I really like the song. I think it's over. I think I've heard it too much. And every time I've seen them, I think they've done it. I think they've played it every time I've seen them. And I've seen them five or six times, you know, as many opportunities as I've had to see them over here in the UK. Um, it, it, it's, it's played a lot. And I can see why John likes it because it's, it's solely written by him. And obviously, it's, it's about Richie. It's been openly oh, said. Absolutely. Yep. It's about Richie. And, um, that's fine and that's great, but as I say, it's just overplayed. But I think it's a good song. I like right. the song. Yeah, the song does have a lot of good points, and, and I, I don't dislike it. I, it's okay. What I do like about it, though, is like the guitar in the beginning, the dun dun dun, dun you know, I can't. Yeah. yeah. That, you know what I'm talking about. And I think it's like this is probably like the most country sounding song on the album, I think. Um, one thing I do like about the song, though, it live is right right during the bridge when he says do we got it anymore and then it goes silent and then you just hear the crowd screaming <laughs> you know and so that's pretty cool you know yeah um, and like the, it's about richie um my favorite lyric is the it's pretty cool for late september the autumn wind's been creeping and the summer sun's packed up it's long gone there's a whole lot of leaving going on yeah you know, i think that's like the perfect intro to that song yeah, I, I I like is it the second verse? The uh, close the window, draw the curtains. You ain't the only one here hurting. No one's right, no one's wrong. I think that's a that's probably almost verbatim what John maybe said to Richie. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's sort of like that they were his words of wisdom to him because you can imagine after the stuff that Richie went through with his divorce and his his dad that maybe he was sort of stuck in a bit of a rut and not yeah. feeling the best and, and a bit depressed about the whole thing. And John sort of giving him that perspective or his bandmates, his friends giving him that perspective of you ain't the only one here hurting. No one's right. No one's wrong. Yeah. I think that's, that's literally out of the mouth of John is in what he said to him. So yeah. I like, I think it's really honest and. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like the the lyric that you were just saying, you ain't the only one here hurting. It, it, it's a sign of unity. And I think that we'll get to, you know, it, it, it also shows that and everybody's broken in the last night. Yeah. Uh, but 
Anyway, anything else you want to say about this song before we go to the next one? No, I think that's good. All right. Let's do We Got It Going On because I love this album or this song. It was written by John Ritchie and Big and Rich. And yeah. I think John uh, wrote this like the first five minutes of meeting Big and Rich at a bar and they just wrote it. And it was influenced by Beastie Boys. And when you hear it, you can kind of sense that. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, it's a fun song. And I, I love the drums on it, especially in the beginning. The dun, 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 and then, it, then it just, boom, you know, it picks up. Um, yeah. I love it live. You know, a lot of these last tours, he's kind of interacted with the crowds doing this and you know, going behind the stage. Yeah. One, I think it's an incredible opener. So the cruise that I went on last 2019, uh, it was the opener. No one was expecting it. And then you just saw John come on stage with the KOS and they played We Got It Going On as an opener. And so I hope there's a day where the band is on tour and they open up with this because it, it it's honestly a great opener. It's, yeah, I can I can see that. It, it's a rocking song. It's a great, yeah. great. Yeah, it, it, it pumps you up and you know I, I play it a lot during my workouts too and uh yeah I, I always think it's um it's in the same sort of group of songs from Bon Jovi as One yeah. Wild Night I, I would put it in that kind yeah. of bag where it's a good it's just a party song it's good fun rock and roll um and I think it, it, it has a place in today's set lists I love it when they play it live they played it once i think over here at the coventry show which i went to on the this house tour and it's just it's great um i think when i first heard it i was like you know compared to the rest of the songs in the album this is like the most rocking rocking track and it's probably the closest to your older you know the, the more yeah. rock and roll as opposed to the country bon jovi yeah. even though it's got big and rich on it but if you listen to any big and rich stuff they're quite rocking rocking yeah. country as well <laughs> Exactly. And, you know, the thing, too, with this album is this album is very deep lyric writing. It's very uh, an emotional album, lyric-wise yeah. and song-wise. This, this is a bit of relief. Yeah, we, yeah, we got it going on. A little bit of summertime, and then I love this town. Those three songs really break up the uh, the constant. Yeah. The heavy, deep, the heaviness. Yeah. yeah, which I'm a sucker for ballads, so I would be okay if the whole album was sad and, you know... <laughs> But um, so I got I got two favorite lyrics from this, and I just love singing along to them live. The first one is, "We just want to have some fun. If you don't want to kiss this, everybody raise your hands. Come on and you a witness." Yeah. And then I love everybody's getting down. We're getting down to business. Insane freak train. You don't want to miss. I love it. I sing along to it every time. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Do you have a favorite part of the song and lyric? I think I have two. I like. Um... I like getting down with Big and Rich and Richie and John. Yeah, that just, was cool. The name drop is just is just cool. I just like the fact that, that Bon Jovi did that, that, you know, they put the names in the song. Um, but I also live, I, I, you know, even though it's aimed at the women, I like John's whole, I came back here tonight to hear, you know, 50,000 UK yeah. women screaming, that kind of thing. I just yeah. think it's... It's just John Bon Jovi swagger all over to do that. <laughs> so that, was just actually, a... that was actually the first time I saw a girl flash her boobs at a Bon Jovi <laughs> concert. I'm not kidding you. I'm serious. The, the, there was like a girl, like two people down from me. And I was probably 18 or 19. I, or anyway. And, uh, you know, you go to Kiss Motley Crue show, you always see boobs. 
but at a Bon Jovi show, and no disrespect to anybody that's watching this, uh, but the girl that, when, so when John said, I want to hear you scream, I was probably like maybe fifth row back, and she just like took her top and, and I was like, hey. Uh, so, so every time I hear that part now, I, I always think about that. Um, but you know, I, I'm also glad that you mentioned about getting down big and rich and Richie and John because it's so awkward seeing John perform that song, which I, I love that they're still doing it. But when that that line comes up with Richie and John, Richie Richie's not you know it just it, it's it's different you know. Yeah, I, I wondered you know after obviously we won't go into Richie Richie's leaving, but after Richie left, I wondered when they performed that song whether John would would just do it as it is kind of thing and i suppose it's in john's nature to do that he, you know he, he, he he's going to acknowledge richie because he, he co-wrote it and he's a massive part of the band so i quite like that when they do it that that line is in there even though as you say it could be perceived as awkward i think it's just quite good it's quite reassuring for the fans really just to hear john sing that line yeah exactly yep let's go to the next track any other day which was written by john ritchie and someone in gordy gordon sampson simpson Sam, gordy sampson i think was the name yeah gordy sampson yeah uh, uh we'll go to the meaning first so i think it's kind of similar to summertime there's different ways how i perceive this song first like i said it, it, it's kind of like repeating every day you know like alarm clock rings at 6 45 um, so it's repeating every day, every day and getting through the day, but knowing that your your significant other can save you. you that's what gets you through the day, knowing you get to see your family and love yeah. saves you. Um, yeah, that's essentially what I think of it. You know, just this, through the day. This is my favorite song on the album. Is it? Yeah, I really um, I like this song. I, I feel like it's it's. I have a slightly different interpretation of it. I feel like it's about, um, as you, you mentioned, like Groundhog Day, the monotony of everyday life and, you know, yep. getting up the same thing every day. But I think it's it's sort of a depression. Again, I think it, it's 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 reminiscent of Richie and Dave's life at the time and, and sort of yep. that I can't face another day kind of yep. message. Um, and somebody help you know whether it's a friend or the, your significant other or whoever or something whether it, it could be music something helping you through the day um and i think this is it's one I, I i it's probably up there in my top 10 bon jovi songs of all time this good. um i think it's really really good um and i think it's one of those songs that they should probably still do live um it's, it's yeah, prob probably a bit of a, a challenge because the chorus is quite Quite high, actually, for this album. Um, yeah. um, but I think it's a it's a great song, uh, and I love it live with the extended outros, yeah. you know, with additional solos and stuff. Yeah, it, it was great seeing like on the Lost Highway tour, you know, seeing Lorenzo play. Yeah. And, you know, you know, and then he, he kind of introduced the band, like he would introduce David and Richie and Lorenzo. You each of them would get to do their uh, uh, parts. Um, so yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I also love John and the verses, you know, just the way how it's, it's kind of like smooth sailing. And then, like you said, the chorus is kind of, it just, it takes you, it's like a roller coaster, you know, like the verses are like this and all of a sudden the chorus verses and then chorus, then, you know, the rest yeah. of it's roller coaster with the guitar solo and, and it's, all that. It's so classic Bon Jovi that the chorus is big. It's a big chorus. Yeah. It's, it's good. You know, it's something you can sing along to and, and, and fist pump to live. 
But then I think the verses are, are brilliant. I think lyrically, some yeah. of the best, best lyrics John John has, um, and Richie and, and Co. Yeah, great. My favorite part of the song is the bridge right before it goes in the final uh, chorus. Alarm clock rings at 6.45. I like waking up with you on my mind, knowing that you're going to save me one more time. Yeah. You know? So, but let's go to the next song, Seat Next to You. And this actually, um, it was written by John and Hillary Lindsay. Is that the female vocal? Female vocal? Who, who, do you know who the female vocalist is on this? No, I th I thought it was her. Is it it's so okay? I've I've never been able to find out who it is. But if it, yeah. did she co write? Did she co write it, or is she just the vocalist? She co wrote it, and I believe she. I could be wrong. That's a good question. I don't want to say she did, but I think she did. I I knew it. I knew it a long time ago. And it's one of the. It's like living on a prayer on this that feels right. That Olivia do also. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know who did this one. But anyway, um, this song is actually near dear to my heart because my dad died. This was the last album and uh, last tour. Um, right here behind me, a frame there is uh, a framed T-shirt from the last show. My dad would take me to Bon Jovi concerts when I was a kid. Yeah. That was the last show and last merchandise that he bought me before he died. And so. Oh, wow. I had that framed here. Um, but anyway, so Seat Next to You is near and dear because this was the last album that my dad and I got to bond over. Yeah. And uh, so Seat Next to You, when he died, the song really helped me transition. And uh, I remember like the day that I found out that he had died, I had my headphones in the entire day and this song was just on repeat. And it, it really pulled me through. But en enough of uh, sadness. Uh, I wish this was I wish this was played live a lot more because it's so good, you know. Um, it was only played a few times. I think maybe once on the tour. I know it was yeah. played for the DVD, but other than that, I think maybe one time. I think it was one of the Prudential shows. Was it? Yeah, it was played a couple of times because um, yeah. Lorenzo Ponce did the the female vocal in it, didn't she? Live um, whenever they they did do it. Um, I think it was maybe played three or four times in the course of the tour. Um, very few, anyway. Right, and the whole meaning of the song, in my, you know, like I said, with my, with my, this is why I brought up my dad's death, because my view of it was it's all about heaven and just losing that person that you love, but knowing that you get to see them when if you believe in heaven or whatever you want to believe in, you know, like it's like that. Um, lyric when you get to the gates and the angels saying go to that place where that church bell is ringing no i'll come running running to find you so i my inter interpretation is heaven you know yeah yeah i think i think that's spot on though i think that that yeah. is what that is what he's yeah. that's what he's singing about um yeah, it, yeah. It's, it, it's being in that place where the, per, the your person you love is you know it's going it's going to to be there with them in any in any form you know it's, exactly. it's yeah it's just a, it's just a i think it's just a nice song it's it's just a pleasant pleasant song and, it, it, and it's clearly one of those songs that can help people through a, a tough a tough time yeah you know, and i think it's also similar to you want to make a memory because another yeah. interpretation you can have with it is looking back at the memories wish 
you wish we could go back to, such as, you know, the old dirt road, the old park bench, downtown bar, the cigar, you know, that's where I want to be, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's a little similar to you want to make a memory is looking back and wishing you could be in that time and place with that person. Um, but my favorite lyric of this song is life is like a Ferris wheel. When you get to the top, it's hard to look down, just hang on. We'll make it through. Save me a seat next to you. You know, and it's it's perfect for the bridge too. It just it just fits perfectly. Yeah, that's that's my favorite bit as well. Yeah, uh, let's go to the next track. Everybody's broken. Uh, it was written by John and Billy Falcon. Um, what I think really shines about this song is how the guitar and keys blend so perfectly together, and then John's vocals, especially during the verses. You know, like when he sings "Okay," to be you know, that's good. Unfortunately, yeah. the song was never played live. I don't. Besides the DVD, I don't think it was ever played live, and I wish it was. Uh, this song has a lot of good meaning behind it. You know, to me, it's all about we're all in this world together, and like, you know, we're all broken in some way. You're not alone, and it, it helped me. This album came out when I was in high school, and obviously, any kid has trouble fitting in. Even if you're the most popular kid, you still have trouble fitting in. You feel like you don't fit in sometimes. And this album, this song really helped me understand that, that, you know, I'm not the only one that, that's broken. The girl next to me who's the most popular and prettiest girl in the school, she might go home and not feel perfect, you know? So that's yeah. how I interpret the song. What do you think of it? Yeah, I think it's that, isn't it? I think... Um... It's very much uh, about being an individual, being yourself, um, and no matter what you think of yourself, it's okay because everybody thinks things about themselves and uh, and that kind of thing. And again, it probably comes from you, old Richie and 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 Dave, kind of their life experiences yep. at the time. Um, yeah, I think the instrumentation in this is great. I like the sort of the dinner. Dinner before each chorus. Dinner. It's a little bit, little bit, little bit like "Creep" by Radiohead. If you know that song, that sort of has a similar sort of chugged guitar part just before the chorus, and I think it's it's really good for the emotion of the song. It really fits. Hmm. Um, my favorite lyric is uh, "When you're wondering why you're breathing, know that you're not alone." It's so hard to believe. What's easier to doubt? You're trying to hold in what you're dying to scream out. You know, pretty much you know, cry for help, and. Yeah. Uh, so what's your favorite lyric of, of the song? Um, yeah. I, I like the chorus, but I like the chorus, um, the, the sort of the broken down chorus halfway through, the when John's vocal gets a little bit more emotional and pulled back, yeah. the um, sort of middle middle section of the song. I just like yeah. that juxtaposition next to the then the actual chorus kicking in um, and, and getting more emotion into it. I just think it's it's a nice musical device. It sounds good. And one more thing about that, I, I laugh at myself when I do it, but like, I always play air piano in this song because, like, you know, like the da 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 da, da you know, I love that part with the keys. Um, yeah. Let's go to the next one, Till We Ain't Strangers Anymore, which was written by um, John, Richie, and Brett James. They're James, Brett, Brett James, that's his name. And uh, it was a third single, it was released on November 30th, 2007. And it was a duet with Leanne Rhymes. This is actually my favorite duet. And uh, I've learned, I don't know if John said it or I just learned it somewhere over the years, but John said that this was actually written to be 
and low key with another male vocalist. But looking at the lyrics, it'd be weird to sing this with another guy. Yeah, from John's perspective, yeah, it'd be a bit, that would be a bit weird. Yeah. Um, I've not heard that before. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, I heard that somewhere over the years. I, I don't know if I heard John say it somewhere or just rumor. Who, who knows? But anyway, uh, I love John's vocals on the song, especially during the bridge and the final chorus. Oh, it's so freaking good. Yeah. Obviously, you know, this song is about, going back in a relationship and fixing the things that went wrong you know like sometimes it's hard to love me sometimes it's hard to know or to love me too um did I get that? sometimes it's hard to love sometimes yeah sometimes it's hard to love you too uh the music video is really good too i loved how you know you see i think it was filmed in new york city and you know john and uh leon rhymes you know they kind of meet in the middle at the bed right there you know so i really love the video um my favorite lyric is uh, sometimes it's hard to love me sometimes it's hard to love you too i know it's hard believing that love can pull us through and it makes me wonder if john was and richard were kind of writing the song in terms of richard's divorce about trying to save things that they could have yeah um i, I think i think it's definitely about that i think it's definitely a, a a divorce song, if you can call it that. Yeah, uh, you know, it's definitely a troubled relationship. Yeah. But I think it was the part of Richie going through his divorce thinking, how could I have saved this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sure there was other factors too that John put in or um, Brett James put in. Um, this was a really good live too. It was only done a few times, obviously, during promo. And uh, Lorenza actually sang uh, Leon Rhymes parts once wow. or twice and it was good really yeah. good. um let's go to the next track uh the last night was written by john ritchie and john shanks i always thought this song would, as far as meaning goes i think it was similar to everybody's broken uh that it's hard to get by and it's hard to feel alone all the time but there's a sense of unity where we're we're in this together and so you know like the last you know this is gonna be the last night you have to be alone you know like uh these days um it's hard fitting in or it's hard getting through and have those struggles you know so that's uh, you know I, I think too i think john was writing this about richie too with uh saying richie you, you're not alone you know yeah we're in this together and we're gonna get through it so it's a sense of hope in a way you know yeah it's um as, i think you're quite right it's very similar to everybody's broken and i think it's obviously focusing on similar themes right that the, that the album focuses on um yeah I, I really like the lyric <laughs> the the um there's nothing worse than living less when you yearn for something more i think that's a great line. really poetic really uh really good yeah and I, I love John's vocals going into the chorus, you know. This is another one that this is another one that does that broken down sort of it's the chorus, but it's it's pulled yeah. back, you know, and I, I like it. I like, I really like that. Like when it's just, yeah, it's just like you know, like when he's like very soft, this is the last night, you know, then then all of a sudden but it just picks up and then you go yeah. into the chorus. Um it's it's a shame that this is barely played. I don't think it was played live at all during the tour. I can't remember if it was, but 
my favorite lyric is we're all looking for our answers. We're all down on our knees. All anybody really wants is something to believe. Enough is enough. I can't take any more. Yeah. You know, and, and, the, and the part two, and he adds so much emotion to this in the song. I'm standing at your front porch, kicking down your door. You know, like, this is me, you know, I love it. But let's go to the next track, uh, One Step Closer, which is written by uh, John Rucci and John Shanks. I love the intro to this one. The, uh, yeah, so the sort of I love that. I think there's some violin in that too, right? Yeah, it's it's mostly violin. I think um, it's a great it's a great intro. It's a shame they wouldn't they wouldn't really be able to do it live now without having Lorenzo with them. But <laughs> I still think they could pull it off. With I, I I think it'd be possible to do it, but I don't think we'll ever see this song live again. No. Um, but I I think it's all about coming from a dark place, and it's. It's looking for something good, hopeful, you know, being optimistic. And I think, you know, I think this is, I, I, I keep saying it every song, but about Ruchi's divorce and David's. You know, I think it's just coming from that dark place. And it, it's kind of like the album cover, going down this road and hoping for something good and you don't know where it's going to lead. But being hopeful, it's going to go somewhere good. You know, that's my whole interpretation. Um, one thing I do like about this song, too, and it's, Part of my favorite lyric too. I hitched a ride with forgiveness in that river of emotion. I went down a, a third time. I spent the night with the living, took a chance, looked inside, didn't know who I'd find. You know, kind of like finding your inner self, finding who you are independently versus yeah. who you are in a relationship. You know, so that's how I interpret. And I love that line. And I love the way that John sings it. Um, so. Yeah, I think it's about being at peace with yourself, isn't it? It's it's accepting yourself for who you are, and as you say, it can tie to that that whole divorce thing yep. and and death. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll go to the next one. Uh, I love this town by John Ritchie and Billy Falcon. As we said, this is kind of it breaks up the sadness from the album. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the last six songs we've talked about sadness and finding hope and blah blah blah. But this song is like a perfect way to end that with just like some optimism, you know, and it's, you know, you can tell John is either writing about, you know, being home where he's from or uh, be concerts, you know, visiting different air places. And, uh, you know, like, uh, what's that lyric with the, uh, with, I feel the heart of the city pounding underneath my feet. I always feel like that's like about being at a concert. Uh, yeah, I feel like this song's written for the fans. It's it's for the the audience, isn't it? And um, him sort of reaching out to us as fans, I think, because he he did it quite a lot, didn't he, at the end of shows? Or you could tell it was a particularly good night um, on yeah. a lot on on not only the Lost Highway tour, but also the um, even into the What About Now tour. They were yeah. well, the Can tour. They were doing this. Uh, you know, it had been 27 songs and then the throwing I Love This Town right at the yeah. end. And I think that was a, a good seal at the end of a good night for John. Um, and it was sort of his gift to the to the fans that I love this town. He could make it about where he was. Um, yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Um, and you know what else I love about this song too is like right at the bridge, like live, when they're at the bridge and they're going to the front and he's like, get him up, you know, like raise your hands, get him yeah. up. And then Tico's pounding the fuck out of his drums, and, and it's just like full blown right into the choir. And like you said, it's such a great way to end a show. That yeah. way. Um, 
So uh, let's talk about the. I think we have a minute to talk about the bonus tracks because I don't think we could finish this without mentioning all the good songs that, that technically did not make this. Because here in America, I love this town was the last track. There was a special edition that had "Lonely" on it. So we, yeah, the, the UK got lo- the UK standard version had "Lonely" on it. Okay, I can't think. I have the Australian edition too, right here, and it has, it has "Lonely" on this one too. Um, but there was "Lonely," "Put the Boy Back in Cowboy," "Walk Like a Man." Am I forgetting any other one that's that we know of? I think they're the th- they're the three that I know of. Okay. My favorite out of those three, though, is "Walk Like a Man." I, I it's definitely a country-ish song. Yeah, but I think it had a, a spot to be put on the album. I really, I think it would have been a successful song. I really do. I, it, oh yeah, it would have. I mean, I in preparation for doing this with you, I was listening. I listened, re-listened to Lost Highway to, earlier today, and um, listened to the bonus tracks and uh, Walk Like a Man. I was listening to and a, a friend of mine, um, my housemate who I live with, um, he he heard it and he's quite a big country fan, and he he said this song if done by any other country artist today, would be a hit. You know, yeah. it's one of those songs where John should give it to someone else now. <laughs> and he'd yeah. get a hit from it. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Well, what's your favourite outtake of this album? I, I like Lonely. I mean, it's not an outtake in the UK, but I know it's a bonus track in most places. I, I think Lonely's great. I, it sounds like it should probably be from Destination Anywhere or something like that, even though it's Exactly. Not- yeah. I also love how easygoing it is too. It's it's a very like I would love to see him do it at like a runaway trip or you know acoustic show. Um, Yeah, the only one I really didn't care for was put the boy back in cowboy. It's okay. I'm not. I was never crazy about it. I I can see why it was an outtake. It's very in your face country. That one's definitely probably the most one that they put out. I think I think there's two reasons why they didn't use it. I think. Number one is is it sounds a lot like Fat Bottom Girls by Queen. If you listen to them oh, back, it does. back, doesn't it? Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah it, it it's similar, and and also the sort of I think there's the middle section, the sort of no 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 that that kind of sort of it's yeah. like a cheesy violin bit is used in a Big and Rich song. I don't know whether John had then said, oh well, we're not releasing this. It's going to be a bonus track. You can use this. It's in. Um, uh, what's the song that John and Richie did with Big and Rich that's not We Got It Going On they did it for a Big and Rich album Uh, oh I can't remember the name of it it's on the Hillbilly Jedi album that Big and Rich did oh I know what you're talking about yeah I I forget the name of the song but I know what you're talking about yeah so I think they gave them part of Put the Boy Back in Cowboy um, music that's part of the instrumentation part of the music so that's why I don't think they used it as their own song well, I had a blast talking about this album with you. It was, you know, it's like I said, it's my second favorite album. You know, it, I, I, I don't know if you could tell, but I'm very passionate about this album. Like, I could go hours and hours talking about this. Uh, <laughs> but I, I want you to know I appreciate you staying up late to do this with me and, and to be able to talk about it. And uh, I hope you stay safe. And, uh, again, I, I say thank you for doing this. You too, man. Thanks for having me. It's been uh, it's been a blast. All right. Take care, buddy. You too.